Hey there, welcome back to the Red River Horror Podcast. This is episode number 104, and we're going to discuss season four of True Detective Night Country. Nick Pizzolatto's anthology series returns this season, directed and written by Issa Lopez, starring Jodie Foster and Kaylee Reese. Eddie and I are going to discuss this six-episode season and sit back, relax, and enjoy the Red River Horror Podcast. Episode 104 of the Red River Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Zakreski. Welcome back to the show. Hey there, Ed. I'm joined with Eddie Cayazzo, founder of RedRiverHorror.com. Hey, Ed, how are you? Joe, doing doing very well. We came back with a bang, huh? Sure did. Had a lot of fun with uh, <laughs> Steve Morrison, who tweeted out his thanks uh, and named me John. <laughs> I said something. I guess my name is John now, and then he got right back. <laughs> just like I was just talking to someone else named John. I'm like, ah, now you don't worry about it. <laughs> no, it was uh, quite good, some good social media traffic and no, mm-hmm. it's, it's always always great to be joined by someone local and someone in the radio hall of fame. So I was it was it was a good return. Uh, Steve can talk the horror movies and I can just listen. I enjoyed every minute of that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's so passionate about it. It really makes the conversation easy. He's a pro. He's a Hall of Famer. So um, <laughs> that just makes it easier. And I, I love his passion for horror movies because it's it goes from old to new. And that's how I feel about it, too. There's some, some people where I feel he gets stuck in just like, I only like the vintage stuff or I only like you pigeonhole yourself for some reason. I don't understand why. Where it's like, oh, well, this era is better than that era. It's like, no, there's there's good stuff all throughout. It just just like right off the top, like he said. I mean, we are we are living in a very good time for horror. I mean, there's just creators throwing stuff on every platform all the time. There is no shortage of horror to be consumed we, right now, Joe. We sure are. And then even um, haunted attractions reopening for Valentine's Day, and now also St. Patrick's Day. The something mill, it's where Mad River and the Grape Room used to be on Main Street Maniunk at Maine and Schur's. Yes, they're doing they're doing a St. Patty's Day they're, thing. Now they're doing too. a one one night only for St. Patrick's Day. Wow. And then also Field of Screams is doing it uh throughout the weekend. <laughs> Actually, I think they're starting March eighth. You know, it was our first show back and we were talking about a lot of things. So Lincoln Mill Haunted House, that's the one in Maniunk we're thinking of that used to be Mad River. And I also want to correct uh, something mm-hmm. from the last episode when we were talking about Your Next. The movie we were actually talking about is uh, Talk to Me. That's uh, one of the newest from A24. So I just wanted, yeah. to, I just wanted to clear that up because I was like, huh, you're ne-. and the funny thing is, is I knew what Steve was talking about. I knew the movie he was talking about. So I'm just like, yeah, it took me a couple watches to to get it. I was <laughs> I was talking about the movie Talk to Me, and so was he. It's just we kept calling it Your Next, and that's not what it was. So just yeah, I know. I I I figured that part out after I felt very out of place after bringing up Your Next <laughs> and him kind of giving me like a stare. So I wish we had that on video. But <laughs> I know he's like he's like what I'm like. I'm talking about the right thing. I'm like, what the f- 
<laughs> so, and in in just in the moment, he said, "Hey, pipe down, John." I, well, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, but, but but no, but something we'd also brought up last week uh, because because mm-hmm. we are still in the cold weather for a few more days here. Uh, almost to you know, we have almost the entirety of the month of March left as where we sit to record. So, want to bring up the big show of the winter, True Detective. Yes, sir. Night Country. Wow, Joe. This show caused quite a stir this year, and I have to say, the marketing won me over. I was ready, and uh, when we brought Steve on to talk about uh, winter horror movies, like like mm-hmm. cold-weather horror is how I framed it, True Detective Night Country was kind of the catalyst for that with me. I just kept seeing uh, billboards and, and, and was being targeted on YouTube with ads, and I'm just like, the hell with it, man. I am in. I am watching. Let's go. So season four and of True Detective titled Night Country, they used a made-up town in northern Alaska, Ennis is what they called it. But, you know, if you get up as far north as like Nome and like where you get the 30 days of night, yes. you're that far up in the Arctic Circle, you know, 30 days of night, great one. <laughs> I love 30 days of night. I got to watch that one again. And that, that was the vampire um, one. And if I'm remembering yeah. correctly, you liked that because it was very vicious. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 It was great. Like they were creepy and brutal. It was <laughs> so good. Um, so yeah, so this is yeah. set in the snow. It feels like we don't get enough content created, horror content created in the snow. So I was, I was all about this, uh, from, from the very beginning. Yeah. And, I mean, are you, uh, just a quick question before we dive into night country proper. Are you, were you a fan of true detective? Uh, oh yeah! Before this, okay. So, yeah. So you've um, seen the other seasons. Mm-hmm. All right. So then we did. Can... You not see the first season? Oh no, I didn't see any of them. I only saw Night Country. So I'll, I'll give you a rundown. So it's like it's got a weird fan base where it has like a love hate relationship. <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. Where there's like uh, like pockets of the internet where it's like they'll go back to something that came out years ago and be like, well, that doesn't hold up. And it's like, how do you know? You weren't watching it with the eyes from when it was made. <laughs> right. Um, True Detective season one has been getting a lot of that where there's like, oh, it's just, it's so overrated. I'm like, I don't know about that. I really enjoyed it. And I think Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey were great in it. They're listed on Night Country as executive producers. So clearly well, I think they got it. They were part of it launching off the ground. Oh, okay, um, cool. Yeah, I mean, they star in the first season. Definitely give that a watch. Season two has Vince Vaughn and Rachel McAdams in the lead. Wow, those are two names from the mid-2000s. Holy crap, wow. Yeah, the sad part is that season two, it's it's fine, but it's kind of the, uh, it doesn't hit the same way the first season does. It's the Bly Manor of the uh, series. Pretty much, because then you get into (laughs) season three, which has, I miss up his name all, all the time, Ursala Ali. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fantastic, and, fantastic actor. And, yeah, and he's so good. He's so good in it. But the big difference uh, with Night Country doesn't do it as much as the other True Detectives where it takes place in two different times. Oh. So you have like a past and a present. So they they did not do that in season four. Season four had a similar approach to most of the seasons, but didn't 
do the back and forth the same way. Like it made a lot of references, but not a lot of long scenes in the past. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I can see what you're saying now. Okay, so it made reference to something that happened in the past M- more so I would I would say like it didn't seem out of place for me com- coming on as like a new viewer be- mm-hmm. be- because it just seemed as if it was like a flashback type thing. And you're saying yeah. that the other seasons, it's not a flashback. It's two different times. Whereas this season, it, it, it that, that was that element of if you're a true detective fan, this was the nod to the past when there were. Yeah, it's how it's how they make the story unfold. Okay, it's between like you know an old man telling a story, like an older version of themselves. So pretty much how it ended is how a true detective would normally go, where Jodie Foster is being interrogated. Mm -hmm. That would typically be the start, but they didn't do that. They changed it up, which is great. And it was even two. It was two episodes shorter. But I'm like, I think the first episode was extended. I'm not mistaken. I feel like it was a little longer. HBO does that sometimes. But yeah, so Jodie Foster as Chief Liz Danvers. I don't know what to say. She's just good at what she does, and she's been doing it for a long time. Do you got any gripes with Jodie Foster's character just off the bat? Um, I I wasn't a huge fan of the acting as a whole this season. And Joe, I love Jodie Foster. She's in one of my favorite horror movies of all time as as you know, Clarice Starling. I just, I, I, I am a big Jodie Foster fan. I think she's a fantastic actress. Uh, she didn't really sell it for me as this character. Well, a man tried to assassinate Ronald Reagan to impress her. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. And now that man is currently, he is out of prison mm-hmm. and has a YouTube channel where he records himself playing acoustic songs. That's a true story. That's not even, I'm not making that up. No, that's. I'll uh, send that to you later. Okay. Ronald Reagan's attempted assassin is out of prison. Since being released, has a YouTube channel where he just plays acoustic guitar. <laughs> so, so, um, so, uh, so right. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> all right, hold on, hold on. Since <laughs> since detectives have guns, and this guy had a gun, let's let, let let me just take this back for a second. So, sure, you're familiar with uh, the law. You know, I know to follow the law, but I can't say that I'm familiar with. Uh, legal things as a uh-huh. whole, so you can attempt you can attempt to assassinate somebody, and if you're not successful, then you can get out of prison. So he got off for the, I think his sentence was cut because of the psychiatric part of it. That is a, what a time to be alive. Yeah, he uh, was doing it to impress Jodie Foster. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just, and guess what? Jodie Foster's a lesbian, so she's not impressed. Oh yeah, no, no. Um, John, <laughs> I, I, I'm, uh, John Hinckley Jr. John Hinckley Jr. That's it. In 1981 is when he tried the. I, I got to read. I'm sorry, but yes, he he did. He was doing that to, to impress yeah. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster was like she was always just out there, open. Well, yeah, left. I mean, she, like, there's no. That's Child awesome. actress and yeah, kind of ran with it. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. But anyway, but I, I love Jodie Foster and I just didn't, Chief Liz Danvers didn't click with me, man. It, it, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't put her into that role. Yeah. I, I think the funniest, uh, 
knock at Jodie Foster in Night Country was somebody uh, doing an impression of her with like her dirty talk. Where she like show drunk, like, okay, now why don't you go take off your pants? Like, oh, uh, right, right. <laughs> it's yeah. like she didn't know how to be sexy, I guess, but it's like, I think that's more real because I don't know, like, that's like a TV thing in real life. You're just like, all right, let's get this over. Let's, hey. No, that's uh, all, uh, to be perfectly honest, all of the sex scenes were were pretty uncomfortable. And yeah. th- that that's how I felt. So, okay, so, so other. Other people who watched True Detective Night Country felt the same way, at least in the quote-unquote sex scenes that Jodie Foster was in. Yeah, uh, but like the, one, the guy she's hooking up with is, uh, uh, was that Christopher Eccleston? Yes. Eccleston as Captain Ted Connolly. He's also in one of my favorite HBO shows of all time, so always get a pass, which uh, is The Leftovers. I still haven't watched it. I still haven't watched it. In Night Country, he's not not a likable character. He tries to kind of take. He's important in that Danvers, you know, Jodie Foster's character, does realize it's just like no f this guy. Like this guy's from the state police. He's trying to come in and take over the investigation. And this is kind of like Danvers has unfinished business. Yeah. So he's kind of like the the reason she she's uh, she's like you know what f you bro. You're going to stay over there. You're not going to take over this case. I'm going to do my job. So, And another character in there for who's been on another one of my favorite HBO shows, <laughs> uh, John Hawks playing Captain Hank Pryor. And I thought he knocked it out of the park. Like he, uh, he plays the straight man. He's Kenny Powers' brother in Eastbound and Down, <laughs> Dustin. So he's... Uh, Plays a straight man to Danny McBride, which is a, a must have been a difficult task, but <laughs> he was very good in Eastbound and Down. So it was nice to see him playing like a more serious role. Uh, I thought he did pretty good, especially because he comes off as like kind of his arc of being like, hey, why don't you stop doing so much police work to his son? And then eventually kind of being like, hey, I'm kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. So that that actor... John Hawkins playing Captain Hank Pryor. I mean, if it, it was written for you to not like Captain Hank Pryor eventually, and he he sold it really, really well. He did. I will say that. Yes, really good. I don't know how much stuff Callie Reese, Kaylee Reese, has been in, but she's you know the number two trooper Evangeline Navarro, who's our other, I guess you could say protagonist yep. in the show. A couple things I had people like griping about is how like she was like fighting people and then beats the shit out of somebody. And they're like, there's no way. And it's like, (laughs) they're not giving the background to the character so much, but the actress themselves was a professional boxer for, you know, 15 years. Yes. And is now getting into acting. So it's like, yes, I'm pretty sure she could probably fuck us up pretty good. Oh, absolutely. That's that, that's actually one of the yeah. scenes in the show. I think it was in episode five where, you know, she she suffers a great loss, uh, um, the, the, her character. And there's these dudes that are just talking stuff that they're not. Fr- I think they're, you know, you know, they're they're trying to put themselves at odds with her. And I was like excited 
to watch her beat their ass. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Like it was, it was, it, and it didn't fully turn out uh, the way it was. But yes, uh, I, and I actually listened to some of this companion podcast that went along with this show, Joe. So Callie mm-hmm. Reese, aside from being a professional boxer, I believe she said during that show that she lives in Philadelphia now. How, oh, no way. How fitting. I mean, if that's true, that, that'd be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, um, she could absolutely kick our ass. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, a lot of things were, <laughs> people, like I saw some things on Reddit, people complain about that, but I'm like, all right, do, just do a little background. Like they don't have that, like there's not much time to write into a show be like, okay, this is why she's so tough. Right. I mean, it might have been her look. I think my only problem was that, that like, you know, she kept in her cheek piercings, which yes. looked like surgical steel balls. And I think that bothered me because, you know, you're in the night country. It's it's cold. Yeah. Uh, as someone who had surgical steel <laughs> in there. Uh, yeah. No, you don't. Those don't. You don't want that exposed. No. Like wind and stuff like that. I mean, if you remember when I had my piercings. I mean, I think I wore it like if it was the winter, I was wearing a beanie. Like there's no way that's I right. My, I was not exposing my ear to like the wind. I learned my lesson really quick. So, so just, just, uh, um, <laughs> that, uh, that kind of like triggered me a little bit <laughs> in, 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 in the realism category. If we're, if we're in a place that's this freaking cold, the, those the, those piercings are not staying in. You're not gonna want to have piercings in your face. Although although it was filmed, I mean now now again, this Kaylee Reese is very tough. She can kick our ass. That's what I'm saying. It was it was filmed in Iceland, so it was filmed in a cold place. So she left him yeah. in, and they filmed. I don't. But yeah, but character wise, wasn't really necessary. But I don't know how much time like during that production, how much. Were they outside? How much were they on the soundstage? How much, like, you know, how long are you actually out there? Doesn't matter. It was just something that gave me, like, the, made me shudder a little bit, mm-hmm. like, at the thought. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting show in the way that it, like, True Detective does this, where you get this feel that there's going to be a real supernatural element to it, and it's not really confirmed. That that's right, but with this one, <laughs> there was, there was L- like kinda like this one kind of I think I think went there. Yeah, I don't know how to really break it down so much, but I can tell you this: like the first episode of any HBO show is usually not going to blow you away, but the end of the episode is where it's going to be. You're going to be like, like, where's this going? Build, build, build. And then the last five minutes will be like, Oh shit. And they nailed that in the very first episode. Cause wasn't it a little weird. Like when it's like, why is he watching TV so loud <laughs> right. in the base? Like, yes. like why? Like who does that? The, the, the Ferris. Like I, I don't, yeah. I don't even think I could tolerate sitting, like watching TV by myself at that volume. Like it was booming. Yes. And it's not like that happened after they disappeared. <laughs> it happened while he was watching it. But so, but when, when you first saw the bodies all together, uh, that's when I was just like, okay, I'm in on this show. That was absolutely a cool like visual, like a, 
a, a scary horror visual that they pulled mm-hmm. off there. So we get to, when we start the show, we're at a base in this fictitious Ennis, Alaska. Mm-hmm. It's it's just turned, and I was trying to write the, uh, when I was going through the show, I was trying to write the dates down, because this kind of takes place over like the Christmas season, which is yeah. strange. So not only is it set in the cold and the snow and at night for however many, however long it's yeah, storing what's what do they call it? The long night, 30 days. Okay. So that's 30 days. So this mm-hmm. is happening and, and like literally there's, there's Christmas trees, there's Christmas lights. It's, it's during the Christmas season in this very cold, very remote place. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, so we get to the, the base, the, the station, uh, this like research station and last of music. But then suddenly, you know, I think, like, oh, man, do you even hear anything here? Like, I, she's coming. I don't know. It had that vibe. It's just like, what the hell happened? How are they there? And then next thing you know, they're all naked <laughs> out in the middle of nothing, frozen together. Right. And also the tongue that's found at the, the site and that believes to be uh, Annie Kotuk, or Kotuk, who was killed six years prior which Navarro feels that Jodie Foster knows more than she admitted. It opens up. It's like where they're friendly, but not really trusting. They, so. they, they both worked that case. So, yeah. so, so the previous, the, the girl Annie who was killed, that was Danvers and Navarro. Um, mm-hmm. And now, you know, Danvers is the chief of the NS police and Navarro now works for the state troopers. So, so yeah. like that separated them. Like that was a this this case of this girl that was that was killed mm-hmm. has, has driven a wedge in between them. So yeah, they're they're when they get back together, we'll say, or they meet up um, because of this. <laughs> these dudes are in this ice at this station here. Um, <laughs> yes, they're 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 skeptical of one another. They're you could and you could tell like there's some kind of tension there that doesn't unfold right away. We, we, we're going to find out what, what the problem is between these two. Yeah. And j- just that to get started is a great formula that, which that's what hooked me in. I'm like, okay, we got something that they got. There's something to work with and we don't have to break down each episode, no, but, no. you know, and you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, one of the things is that like, after they find the bodies where they have like, now I remember why they had, like they drew the, thing on them what's like the symbol one of yes. them gets yeah the injuries on them like burnt eyes self-inflicted bite marks and ruptured eardrums <laughs> and i was trying to remember i'm like did we see how that happens at the end because uh-huh. i don't remember see, it's like they referenced those it was when i was like before we started recording i'm like i'm like let me see what i can try and remember i'm like Danvers discovers strange injuries. I'm like, hmm. well, the way it ends, I don't remember seeing anything where like that would be the case. I mean, ruptured eardrums maybe from a gunshot. Could be. Because they do fire a rifle near them. Wow. Burnt eyes. I'm like, hmm. not who burned their eyes? I'm like, I don't remember that. I mean, these these guys got pretty messed up. They did. And then the creepier part was when the one was still alive and just started screaming. 
It's like, yeah. That was that was very much like uh, <laughs> like John Carpenter's The Thing. That moment. That was a like yeah yeah. And Raymond Clark is not among the frozen corpses. <laughs> so we gotta find Raymond Clark. Raymond Clark. There's one missing body. Yeah. So they don't know where he is. I don't even think we gave any credit to the character Peter Pryor. Is that the kid? Is that rookie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like we gotta give that character some his due because that poor guy. He's just trying to do his best, but he has to decide between, you know, his young family and his new job. And Yeah, the struggle is real for him. I I <laughs> get it. I don't ever feel like he was that bad, but. And Danvers relies on him a lot. Well, she's abused. She's using. Like, she doesn't have to be, like, bothering him all this time. Like, she's a fucking asshole. And I think that's pretty much why that's set where it's like, there's a couple times where it's like, you know, some of the, some of that, some of the stuff they're doing could wait. Instead, mm-hmm. she's like, no, we're doing it now. Or he could say no. Be like, nah, I can't be with my baby. But I don't think that would do anything to Jodie Foster's character. So it seems like she just has him in such a bad spot. Like he, that, like she treats him so poorly that he can't say no to her. But he also wants to do well as Joe. Like, you know, it sucks to be yeah. young Peter. Yeah, no, he's he has a rough go of it all throughout the show. It's uh, he does, and then ultimately has the relationship with his dad, who's telling him to <laughs> not work work so much, and not get overly invested. And so the the <laughs> the artistic part of Night Country with the he basically becomes his dad if you think about it, because wasn't his dad's the one who uh, when Hank was part of the cover up people at the mont like the mine or whatever they all stabbed her to death and then hank and danvers were part of the cup they covered it up okay so danvers was part of the i i didn't realize danvers was part of the cover-up huh i don't know how much she was like i'm trying to remember well then well then that well then yeah raymond clark who was he was the one missing he's the one who smothered he smothered like all the scientists took part they'd stabbing annie clark's the one who smothered her to death claims he didn't cut out yeah he he didn't cut out his tongue he suggests that deputy hank did wow and then clark and then clark kills himself before he can probably yeah hmm. and deputy hank was his dad yeah wow okay got it got it got it all right i'm i'm i'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down here so um, was he the one that moves the body as well? Yeah, I mean, that's what it implies is that like he was a Hank Pryor was the one who got rid of the body. Apparently cut out her tongue. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I don't know, I don't know what reason. Um, but yeah, and then eventually his son has to dispose of his body. <laughs> yeah, he does. It seemed like that was something that Hank didn't want Peter to do like to get that involved into the become a corrupt police. But that, I don't know. Then he kind of did just one. I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. uh, Well-written. So you can see where some people were a little upset with acting performances. It's just very dry. Yeah. And, and and to be, that's okay. To be fair. I'm, I think I'm the only person that thinks this, like I was reading an article from, uh, Vox and they, they're, 
they are completely on board with Jodie Foster. I, I think Jody, you know, Jodie Foster played her character. I think Kaylee Reese was awful. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe not awful, but like you, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like there's like a thing where there doesn't feel natural. Like it feels like you're trying too hard. Sure. What do you want this cat? Like you know, who is this character? How are they supposed to be? And like, it didn't seem like she could add any other dynamics to it other than being like rough, angry, and tough. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're still a human being. And and that's they not tried. how people act nonstop. Like yeah. Tried, yeah, they tried. And they they tried. Like they gave her they gave her elements to her story that would, you know, be human. Like would would weigh on you, would emotionally <laughs> impact yeah. you in a big way. And it's like it just seemed like the same emotion and reaction to everything. Right. <laughs> that um, that's yes. Do you want to blame Issa Lopez, the director? But no, that's just one man's opinion. I didn't direct it. I didn't write it. But that's just my, the way I saw it, especially like when she started getting visions, which yeah. were also really cool. Like probably like in, in the horror elements, those visions were the best part. And the weird is in the night country. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's the thing. So, so for me, it, it doesn't take much to, to get me to enjoy Something like this. I clearly love where it was set. Like that's mm-hmm. that's just a cool. Um, oh yeah, we don't see many stories told in that part of the world. You know, no. so so I really really enjoyed that. I think I alluded to that last last week with the thing, the old one, the fifties one is set in the like the North Pole more more so. Mm-hmm. It, it totally captured the tone I was going for. But I really started getting disinterested in the story, even as it heated up. Like so, yeah. so the rookie and Hank, the, the the kid and his dad. It's just like that interested me for a little bit, and then it's just like okay, I'm like I'm ready to be done with this. Dan, it's not, not only did I feel, sorry to cut you off, it's like not only I feel bad for uh, the the character Peter in the show, but then I also felt bad for him just as like, as you're going with like his whole storyline was kind of like, all right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you, <laughs> so you got that too, at least with that. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was kind of like, all right, I, I got it. Danvers. I, I don't know if there was supposed to be some kind of salvation, some kind of reconciliation for this case that was obviously not, nope. not solved, but whatever, but it, it, it didn't, it didn't, the story didn't make it for me like I just wasn't by the time they got to the caves Danvers and Navarro by the time they got to the caves it's just like all right well the caves are cool but I'm I'm actually I'm, I'm kind of done by the caves you, you mm-hmm. know what I mean like so I uh, what I'm trying to say is I I was totally sucked in to all the elements surrounding this show like I was excited about it in week one week two week three and then I started to taper off like like I actually did not watch episode yeah. six when it was available for the first time it's the only one that I waited a week not waited I just I didn't really have the opportunity to watch it nor did I seek it with the hunger that I did after week one that mm. no, makes sense but like what you're pointing out is one thing that we talk about a lot on this podcast which is atmosphere Yes. And they really knocked it out of the park with the atmosphere, just the darkness. They did. The snow, the desolation, especially like the parts where they were going near water. 
I don't know. That gives me a good chill when someone falls into like frozen body of water like that. I'm like, yeah. Yeet. And then Ooh. another ele- another scary element to the show was there were a few characters that just walked off into the yeah, world. like that was they <laughs> like never yeah. to never to be heard from again, other than in visions and and things like that. Uh, just just by like like yeah. at least I think there were at least three characters that offed themselves by just walking out into the night country. Just yep, by they just off they walked. <laughs> Pretty creepy stuff. That was yeah. that was cool. I mean, that was not cool. That that's you know, suicide's not cool. But I'm saying it was effective. It was like, whoa! All right, what yeah. do we talk about a visual and the atmosphere around it? I mean, just perfect. Mm-hmm. So well done. But it also leads to the question that I'll ask you: What you think? So Navarro tell well promises Danvers that she's going to come back, like when they're all wrapping up at yeah. the facility and the gate, like right at the end there. But at the end, you don't know. If Navarro comes back as a person or as one of those spirit visuals. Oh, okay. Hmm. Who knows? Leave it up to your interpretation. I would say that that character for as strong and tough, unless, unless the point is that she breaks and comes back as a spirit, I'm going to say that she is a person. She is still Navarro. Because someone like that has gone through so much, yeah, and I mean so much. (laughs) She's she's headstrong, yeah. So it's like you know she seems like the type that would be like, I'm not like gonna die, but also maybe that's why she was portrayed as always so like couldn't turn it off, and then eventually when she's woman. The indigenous women feels that connection, and mm. yeah. So, so there's really maybe there. There's really the, she was with a guy, like what, what you know. I don't know how yeah. deep their relationship was, but they were pretty close. Uh, you, you know, yes, in a place of thirty days of night, they, you're, <laughs> you're gonna. Uh, they had a they had a thing going. You, you're gonna you're gonna want the human touch. Um, <laughs> so so they uh, they have some some physical moments and that's hey all right um but but i think that she was she was connected to to that to that one character and and i don't know that i i don't know that she would have would have left i think if she that's a tough one okay i'm sorry yeah. i'm yeah <laughs> no you're good walk it you're up good but, huh? that could be some of the stone face like some of the hard edge like how her character was through navarro throughout the whole show uh, it, that could have been her giving up and just being like, all right, well, <laughs> um, yeah, this, these are this, my people. This is my thing. I'm ready. And, and said, okay, I'm, I'm the spirit now. <laughs> could have been it. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I mean, so I'll, I don't, you are not as hooked into HBO as I am. And if anybody doesn't know that about me, I am just, all in on whatever HBO makes. I will watch whatever pilot just because they make good things for the most part. And there's a lot of like, there's a few shows on there that are sleepers or if you haven't seen it before, they're worth watching. Um, In the early, in the late nineties and early aughts, there's some that, you know, in at least the way you and I work yet is like, we'd hear something over so hyped up that we'd be like, well, then it's stupid. (laughs) Yeah. 
for example, both you and I with uh, the Sopranos. Correct. Oh, I yeah. I don't know. If, yeah, it's I don't a, know if I thought it was stupid. Well, actually, I did think it was stupid. Like with like the poster, like people having posters or like Tony Soprano shirts. I I mean, like, you you know me. I was I didn't take to the Sopranos Joe until COVID. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I and, was and, so not sold on the on the Sopranos Joe. You remember? I I actually watched the last episode because I'm like, oh, what yeah. the hell? She's like, did you watch anything before? No. Nah. Just watched the last episode, so I knew about the the you know people thinking their TVs are out. I just I knew about the the fade to black and the journey and all that stuff, and and people are like, "Well, you didn't watch anything before it." So you, so yes, I I'm well, good. I'm glad you brought that up because that's why I wanted to get at because so uh, HBO is also like has these iconic shows, but a lot of them have endings that some people take to that say that it ruined. The entire series for them. Now, last week we had that when we were talking with Steve Morrison mentioned Lost. And I bring that up because <laughs> they hosted a huge watch party and like, you know, places hype and the way Lost ends. They had a very angry crowd <laughs> with that's, the end that's, of the viewing. Yeah, no, that was a notorious with themselves included. On that show, yeah. they uh, on Preston and Steve. Yes, I, I do. Yeah. I didn't watch Lost, but I remember that they did, and I remember that being huge at the time. <laughs> what the yeah. hell happened to that show? Yeah. I'll give you some other HBO endings before I get to my my main point with uh, True Detective Night Country. So they have the Sopranos ending, which really surprised you know people started blow calling their cable providers it caused a huge thing that blackout uh i have my wife is currently watching the sopranos okay. and i'll watch episodes too but i have to make sure i'm there for once she reaches the finale because i want to record her reaction because she has no idea how it ends wow um, but so the one theory like she so didn't first stumble sounded, across i'm just uh, sorry in all these years she didn't stumble across even how it ends Nah, and well, even if she did, she wouldn't remember. She's not okay. invest like she has no reason to. Yeah, well, remember <laughs> that. I don't think that ever crossed her okay. social circle to be like, "Did you hear about this?" Sorry, just because it was so, it was such a big. In in the same way that the Lost finale was uh, universally hated, uh -huh. this Sopranos finale, the, the reaction to it was just as big at the time. Yeah, yeah. You know. and I feel like Sopranos has gone the way of Seinfeld, where it was like kind of hated at the time and has grown to be more appreciated just because like, well, you know, Seinfeld, they go to jail for being terrible people. That's stupid, but it's actually kind of funny when you really think about it. <laughs> right. Like, how else do you end a show about nothing? It's like, these people are awful. They're going to prison. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you're watching this current season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I I'm, I'm going to try. I, I know... <laughs> Uh, th look, the advertising is as heavy as it was for Night Country, so it's it's getting me. If, if uh, I'll come around, I'll come it's around. The, I think it's the final season. I know you'll probably get mad during the first episode, but it sets up for what looks like is going to be one of the greatest like troll jobs in the history of television. <laughs> I'm 95 percent certain that he's recreating, like building up to recreate the Seinfeld finale for Curb Your Enthusiasm. Wow. But anyway, so that's going to be an interesting ending. The Sopranos, I don't know if you knew this, like some people, the argument was like, oh, it's Tony that gets whacked. Um, there's another one. I don't know if it was David Simon who was behind it, but it says it's like, no, you did. 
the audience, you're done. You're out. Huh. Which would make a lot of sense. It's like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. It, it is. Like Tony looks at you and then you're dead. You're, everything goes black. Mm-hmm. You're the one who dies. I really like that theory a lot. Yeah. I, th- I just, I don't want to, I don't want to crap on it. So, so, you know me, Joe, once I finally commit, once I finally get in mm-hmm. to something, then I'm all in. So whereas Night Country fizzled for me with The Sopranos, it, it at first I had no real interest in it, and then I started watching it during COVID, and then I was hooked. I like I couldn't, and I couldn't believe it. I'm just, I was like ashamed of myself. Man. I'm just like I, I crapped on this show for all these years, literally not knowing just yeah. how fantastic the writing, the acting. I mean, those people. The acting in The Sopranos is is unbelievable. It's I, I don't know if it was you that said this to me or my wife. It's just like you got to remember. It's just like they're <laughs> that's James Ed, uh, Gandolfini and Edie Falco. It's not Tony Soprano and and Carmela. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like you're right. I didn't I didn't think that. It's it's just it was so real and so good. So anyway, when I go yeah. into something like The Sopranos. And I was not a fan, nor did I ever want to watch it, nor did I think I ever would watch it. And I did during COVID. I just kept going further and further. So I, of course, after it ended, I had to see what what happened. It's just like, what are the fan theories? So I started watching the YouTube videos. You go down the rabbit hole of, of, of like yeah. the fan theories that happened. But it, it's David Chase, right? I know his last name's Chase. Oh yeah, David Chase. I said David Simon before. That's uh, that's the wire. Okay, okay. Uh, which David has, Simon, which is the next one I'm going to watch because. So I know you're you're running. That's through. that's one of my favorites of all time. I and hear, if we talk about TV shows ending, it's the best series finale ever done. I I heard that the wire is literally the best show ever ever made. So well, I I am one of those people. I'm a wire Stepford person. Yeah. Um. And I think, you know, you like when you, well, we'll talk about that off. <laughs> yeah. So, so to, but, to wrap my point on the Sopranos, yeah. I, the thing with Mark Chase was that, yes, like Tony did get whacked. The, the problem he had is he's like, so what? You wanted to see Tony Soprano, this guy you've been following for this long, that someone you've enjoyed. You wanted to see him just like go face down into a bowl of linguine and die. Like you wanted to see his death on screen. He wasn't going to yeah. give that to you. Like, like he's just like no. Like, like he was surprised. He was surprised at how annoyed people were that they didn't yeah. know if Tony got whacked or not. Just like, why do you want him to? But, but, but yeah. anyway. But anyway. So that was the. So I think that. But I really, I had never heard that before. The audience getting that is really, really good. That's a whole. Yeah. Like it gave me goosebumps when you said it because I didn't even think. I never. I'm like, ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh that's good. I mean, it was, it's intentionally ambiguous where it's like even like Chase's walk back on it. Like, you know, you can go down that rabbit hole for fun. Yes. If you're ever interested. It's all out there, so, especially now with a ton of stuff being released for the 25th anniversary of the show. Right. But oh, just gosh. on to other HBO shows with like endings. So like Game of Thrones was, you know, huge show, most pirated show of all time at the time when it was on air. It's last season and finale gets just raked over the like immediately after the last episode. There was petitions with a shit ton of signatures wow. begging them to redo the entire season. 
unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I, I mean, I can admit it was, it's very rushed to the finish where it's like all this slow build up and it's so good. I mean, the first season, the first few seasons, like it's building slowly, slowly, slowly. And then the ending's just like, okay, get done, 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 done. Like everything's done really quick. And that just is what it is. I mean, you could blame, you know, the author for not getting the rest of the books out, but. Yeah, that that's, I, I do remember famously, the, the, what is it, George R.R. R. Martin or whatever his name is. Like mm-hmm. he, he, he wasn't writing the stories that they were following at the end. Like the, literally the show outpaced it in the, in the race to the finish. Right. Yep. Is, is that? Yeah. I, I think I remember that. So, so that just to keep us on the HBO track, we covered the, the wire did conclude perfectly though. Right. Like, yeah, the, okay. no, nothing will ever finish as good as the wire. Okay. So as far <laughs> as HBO show goes, the wire's good. But no, you're right. Sopranos at the time, people were freaking the F out. Uh, yes, <laughs> Game of Thrones, people were freaking the F out. Are there any others that um, on this HBO lineage that ended really crappily that pissed people off? True Detective Season 4, Night Country, <laughs> has now been added to that list <laughs> of angry people at the finale. <laughs> so, well like, uh, so on Reddit, I lurk, I participate, you know, I participate, you know, all, all of the above. And some of the stuff I was reading about this, like some people comparing it and it's just like, that was so bad. The only thing I can compare it to is the 2016 girl busters, which I think is a knock at the 2016 ghostbusters. Oh yeah. Which I still have to see. To be fair. I can't, I can't hate it if I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. So yeah. I mean, so I talked about that one before we're going to be talking Ghostbusters, we talk about cold. How about Ghostbusters Frozen Kingdom? Yep. Coming. Uh, hell, I'm all in on that. So we will do some deep Ghostbusters talk. Okay. So, um, so but Night Country to that. added so, to yeah. the list of really crappy HBO show that, endings. <laughs> that's what people are going for. And I think the reason why, and I'll tell you why I think that reason is, is because whereas Game of Thrones had this build up over who the night King is and all like there's things that you want to know more about and you never get that satisfaction. And that, that happens in this, but I think there's a, like where, why are the, why was Navarro getting all these visions or was it her sister was also getting them and then she walks off. Right. Yeah. And it's not really explained what the visions are. Once you get to the finale where it's just the tribe ladies. (laughs) Right rounding them up with guns. There's nothing supernatural about it. They just hold them hostage and tell them to start walking. Yep. That is uh, something that has pissed off the masses. Like, I think there is a big expectation for a huge supernatural um, event, something more than something so simple. Right. Which it caught me off guard, but I'm like, you know, it would go that, you know, I'm like, you know what, based on like the history of like, True Detective and like some other shows. I'm like, it would go like the simple route because it's like, oh, okay. I don't know, but I don't know. How did you, how did you feel about the actual finish? I don't know how anybody could have put that all together. Like, I feel like, I feel like I didn't, the clues, I I don't think were enough that, that were left all across the show for, for anyone to come to just like, oh, it's the tribe. It's the, you know, the, and and the thing is, Joe. I mean, talk about 
over the top, uh, like activism, I guess. Like they were just trying to do too much. They were trying to finish the story. They were trying to tell an environmental impact story. They were trying to tell an indigenous people story. Like they were just trying for way too much. Like it was just, yeah, it all, it, and, and nobody could have put it together. And then, and, and I, I did listen to that companion podcast and, and I think the reason for that was that it's just like, oh, you never would have thought this because, like, that's that's what it's it's like. Like, um, you know, bad things happen to indigenous women all the time, and it's never heard about. It's never talked about. It's never solved. Th- that's pretty much why the end of the show was the way it was. It's just like now, like, th- th- there's a voice but you know, you didn't think about them all throughout the show. It's just like, well, of course I didn't. You didn't like You led us away from them. Yeah, it's like they were there. I, I was yeah. aware of them, but I I wouldn't have said, Oh, okay, that's what they did. Yes, they rounded up this this group that uh, this mine they were mining what what was in the ice had the potential to cure cancer. Yeah. But they were polluting the environment that the, the natural beauty of Ennis, Alaska in the process. Like they were so, so th- there's just, there's protests. There's I, just so many things were happening, Joe. And, and I would have never in my life guessed that it was, it was these women. I, I, I just wouldn't have, you know? Yeah. And uh, even the, th- the fact that they all stabbed an indigenous girl to death and then that murder was covered up doesn't really get, I mean, it's like, okay, so they got their revenge. But there's just so much in between that you were hoping to get more of, and then you don't. You were like talking to Steve about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's building up. I thought there was going to be more, and then there just there just wasn't. And that's fine because I'm happier with the show having a beginning and an ending rather than leaving that open and then trying to write more seasons just for the sake of making more of it. Whereas hmm. other shows that have been on every network ever, where they try and like outweigh, they outstay their welcome. Yeah. Okay. No, I, so, and I, and I like that take. And and I, the, and the thing is, I had fun in in the first few episodes. Like I was in, I was in for where it was. I just loved the the desolation. Like it was, I was hooked for a little while. Like it's yeah. not it's not like I watched the first episode and I yeah, no. Nope. And was done. I actually pursued the rest of the episodes just at a much slower pace at the end. Yes. Yeah. So overall, I think we will agree the atmosphere was incredible. Yep. It did fall a little flat there yeah. at the end, <laughs> but I didn't hate it. I'm not gonna like. And it does have a con- definitive conclusion, which is like bonus. okay, and and that's and that's the story. I can live with that. I, I'm not in the same camp. I think it's hard to tell because like for, you know, just years you get like force fed crap in movies and TV and someone trying to say that this was like one of those force feeders. It's like, I guess, but it lays out that tone early on. So it's like, you don't, you could get away from it. Like you don't have to watch the show. That's true. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you're heavily invested. It's like you, you can figure that part out pretty early on. And if you're really that mad that it was a bunch of ladies taking out a group of men at the end, then they had guns and the boys didn't. So yeah, it was intriguing enough to, to, to keep 
pressing on, you know, like, and, and, and the thing yeah. is it was, it was just because I don't think they stuck the landing on a lot of things doesn't mean that they didn't put a lot of effort into trying to craft a good story and good characters and like th- th- there were absolutely moments of this show that I really, really enjoyed. That's, that's fine with me, but it had, it had me thinking because like when I read these things, uh, especially in like <laughs> horror is the best for it. And we can throw in like the ending of true detective. And it's like, Oh, these men get overrun by a bunch of women. It's like, again, a bunch of women with weapons, with guns, and they didn't have any guns. You know, they're caught off guard. And it's like, oh, well, I would have fought back. And like, how many times when like, we're watching horror movies where it's like, do we all have this sense of that we would be the hero? <laughs> right. So would that be a good guess sometime if we could find someone who works in like a, like a psychologist uh-huh. who can like break down the, like, the psyche? In reality, if I was one of those dudes and I'm just like making a fucking sandwich and someone comes in and points a sh- like 15 people are pointing shotguns at me. I'm not, what am I going to do? Yeah. I'm getting naked and walking off in the night country. <laughs> Actually, I might've let them shoot me right then and there. Cause I know you're going to probably not going to make it through the night naked either way. Right. So no, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I probably want to walk off. I probably just, just do it. You had said that there was something controversial and was that the the Navarro? Like, like was that not knowing if Navarro was a human or a spirit at that point? Or what? What would you say? The, the was, ending. The ending is the controversy. Oh, just that so, it was that like. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. Okay. No, I think I, if you, if you want to get controversial about Navarro, they they address it in the show that she's not like Alaskan indigenous. Mm-hmm. So they they cover their butts there. Because that oh. was one thing I'm just like, I'm like, she doesn't even look like she's like a native Alaskan. Oh, uh, well, well, that's, that's another thing. <laughs> and they cover that quick. Uh, that That's another thing with the, um uh, w- with, uh, I guess the activism side of it. It, it, it yeah. kind of annoyed me because I was listening to that, the, the podcast that went with it. Um, like they really, really tried to keep true, like indigenous people in Alaska. They tried, they tried to be as authentic as possible, write a story around these people, shed light on a lot of things. And I get it. I understand. The problem is, though, so you do all these things about the people in Alaska, specifically, very specifically Alaska, and yeah. and, and you talk about what a big deal it is and how you like, like what you were thinking when you wrote this and yada, yada, yada. But you filmed it in Iceland. Yeah, and the reason for filming it in Iceland, they said, well, you know, Alaska didn't have some of the, the the same resources. Like there was pretty much a better filming infrastructure in place in Iceland than there it's was in Alaska. A lot cheaper. Sure, but it's like, a- so like HBO has a base in Iceland. Like a lot of Game of Thrones was shot there. Okay, so they probably utilized what they already had. So just being practical. Yeah, and the American dollar versus, I forget what license current, like it's still really strong. So it's, it's probably pretty, a lot cheaper than doing it in Alaska. It just annoyed me hearing this whole buildup. Like I'm listening to this podcast and they're explaining, it, it was just this buildup, this buildup as to what, like what was trying to be achieved 
what what you know what we're shedding light on who these characters are like why this is important you, you, yeah. you know people native to the land as a, against these miners the, the the mining company like it's just like i get it okay cool it's just like but we filmed it in alaska or we filmed it in iceland to um you know because the, the infrastructure really wasn't in place in alaska to like it wasn't as friendly of an environment <laughs> to film in in that you know people who worked there that like there was Everything was set up Hollywood wise in Iceland for them to do this and yeah. not and it wasn't in Alaska. It's like, but I thought we were we were we were Alaska here. What are we trying trying to help the indigenous Alaskans? Yes. And I'm and I'm sure like large again, there's a lot of activism surrounding this show. So it's it's shedding light on a lot of things. I know a lot of money's going to um good causes. So anyway. Uh, yeah, so that that's all well. That's all that's nice. Yeah, and keep in mind that Alaskans do receive uh, money from oil and mining. Like they get they get a divot the annual they get dividends if welcome. you live there. So welcome to Alaska. Cool. Here's a thousand dollars. About time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the Simpsons movie. I just love that. It that was. Wait, how come? So yeah, we get through the controversy. We get through. And and I'm sorry. I wanted to like this show a lot more, but we got to get to yeah. our we got to get to our boat ratings, Joe. And you know, it's Red River Horror, so there are no halves. What you got? I know that's that's the challenging part is because it's like it really is a halfer because <laughs> it's not a two and it's not a three. Um, and that's that's where I'm struggling on. I got to flip a coin on where to go. It's not a four or a five. If you're between two and three, which is exactly where I am, which is surprising to me, I thought you'd be a little higher. I'm between two and three. The so so is it good? Are you giving it a three and saying, you know what? It came through, it pulled through for me, and I would watch it again. I liked it. I enjoyed my time with it enough so to say that no, it didn't tank, and I'm giving it a three. I'll break it down this way. So I'll break it down in in sense of Red River mixed with the four seasons of True Detective. Okay. So seasons one and three of True Detective, I would give a four four boat on each one. Wow. All right. Um, and then season two, we've dropped that down to, eh, yeah, it might be a one boater. Season two was that bad? It's not great. It's wow. not like maybe I'll rewatch it just to give it another chance, but I, it may be because coming off the first one, which I thought was really good, but apparently is not good anymore. Huh. Oh, yeah. People are like, oh, it's just McConaughey and Harrelson just overacting. And I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> it's just talking like, 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 you know, like a player. I mean, but a the, TV show, the, the, but yeah. It, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so that that's where I think I got to lay this. I got to give it a three out of five yeah. boats. And you know what? What pushes it there is the atmosphere. All right. The atmosphere. And there are legit jump scares. There's some really creepy shit going from the frozen bodies to the screams, the supernatural, like the visions. The thing that hurts is that you wish you understood more. I think overall, Overall, probably a three out of five, because uh, I think if I went back and watched it again, I'd I'd still like it. And that's that's and that's what's three. All right, three out of five boats, and I I think I made it there. I think I made it to three because I do have to watch it again. 
this world we live in, there are a lot of distractions. Kids and houses and jobs and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. <laughs> That's the second yada, yada, if you're counting, by the way, because you brought mm-hmm. up the... So I, w- I, was, I was actually doing that on purpose. I wasn't just trying to kill time. But, <laughs> um, hey. but I think I can get to a three with uh, True Detective North Country. I think that y- you're right. The, the atmosphere really pulled me in. You don't find many stories told in that and, part of the world. And you you don't really get to see that kind of beauty, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah. That, that, that often, you know, it's, it's, you see a lot of things on a soundstage. You see a lot of CGI effects. Oh, that's right. We didn't even touch that. They got shit on a lot for some of the CGI. <laughs> oh, well, the, an, the animals, the wolf, the, the, stu- yeah, no, that, 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 I don't, I really don't care about that. No, no, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> like, that uh, doesn't bother me at all. It bothered me just because the one wolf, I think it looked so stupid, but yeah. but 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 anyway, like it's there. There aren't many tales told from that part of the world in entertainment. So I, I it did. It was yeah. enough for me to get to a three. The, the the junior and the dad story that that was a little messed up. Navarro doesn't you know doesn't really have. I'm glad that Navarro gets closure. At the end, mm-hmm. um, because the Annie story, yeah, now I can get to a three. Yeah. I can get to a three out of five boats. Yeah, it's it's a solid story. It's it just has all that build that just leaves you. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right, so it's over. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, well, all right. See you next time. <laughs> so, but yeah, and speaking of see you next time, I guess we'll call it a day. You know, come check us out at redriverhorror.com. Download us, stream us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Hopefully we'll have that video up soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tried last time, but I've been your host, Joe Zakreski. This has been the Red, Horror, Red River Horror Podcast, episode number 104, talking True Detective, Night Country, season four of True Detective. My country. See, we're getting tired. It's a late recording. Eddie, what do you got? <laughs> uh, no, I just I was I was actually looking up to make sure it was night country and not north country. If I said That's night. if I said north country at any point in this uh, podcast episode, <laughs> uh, we'll have to put that in the corrections in the next one. All right, sorry. North country for old ladies. That's what it should be called. <laughs> oh man, no, but it was fun. I'll do it again sure it was. next winter. I'm going to do it again. We'll see. Yeah, let's do we'll it. Throw on an episode there. Yep. See how it goes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, it's good to be back, Joe. Yes, sir. Good to be back. Uh, thanks to Steve, our guest last week. And thanks to any guest that's going to join us this year. I think we have a good roster and we will have that video up and rolling. We do. Um, and uh, that's all I got, Joe. Cool beans. So remember, check us out on social media. That's at Red River Horror. And check out Eddie's abandoned videos, those reels, those shorts that are popping up. And remember to keep traveling those channels of fear.